Here is your weekly UFC show. Hello and welcome back guys to the first episode in 2020 and a very very good new year from my side and uh, how incredibly did this year start for us UFC fans with UFC 246 in Las Vegas, Nevada last week. The comeback of the notorious one Conor McGregor, he came back in style. But first of all, as I told you, a happy new year to all of you guys and um, sorry for the long, long break. But now we're finally back into the new year 2020, starting with some great UFC events, UFC 246 already behind us. And how to better start a new year than discussing UFC 246 with the notorious, notorious Conor McGregor coming back in the octagon. So there was a lot of speculations about Conor McGregor's return. Nobody really knew how he would compete. And there were a lot of uh, disc discussions going on about he fighting at 170 in the welterweight division, if he should do it, should do it or if not. And um, most of the people said Conor should not fight at 170. Also, so did Dana White and um, wow, the Notorious came back and he proved all us better and he fought Donald Cowboy Cerrone and uh, what an incredible fight this was. He finished him after 40 seconds, guys. The old and also new Conor McGregor is back. He came in, threw a huge left punch that didn't land though. Then Donald Cerrone immediately went into the clinch and um, Connor hit him with three hard shoulder strikes. One of those broke Cerrone's nose and from then on Connor just pulled him down with a with a huge head kick, one of Cerrone's best weapons either way. So and then finished him with great uh, ground and pound. The fight lasted 40 seconds, so what a performance for Connor McGregor. He proved all of us better and um yeah, why now not competing at 170 again? So there are so many options for Conor McGregor now. Obviously, he wants the featherweight belt back, either from Khabib Nurmagomedov or from Tony Ferguson, whoever wins that fight in April. And um, he wants to fight Jorge Masvidal. He can fight Kamara Usman. Also, a trilogy fight with Nathan Diaz would be possible. So there are so many options for the Notorious One. Everybody wants to fight him because he's the biggest money fight in the UFC. Everybody wants to get a big paycheck in fighting him. So there are a lot of options for him. In my opinion, um, I would like him to see competing at 170 again. Maybe he should do the trilogy fight with Nathan Diaz first. Or it could be a big, big money fight in Jorge Masvidal, which would be super interested in also. And, um, but for me, in my opinion, the fights to make are, first of all, Jorge Masvidal should get a shot at the title versus Kamara Usman, because these two guys also cannot stand each other. And Conor McGregor should maybe fight Nate Diaz first and finish this chapter. Um, or even Justin Gaethje is another opponent. And yeah, so my suggestion would be fight Nathan Diaz and then coming back for the featherweight title in, in late summer, maybe, um, when the when the fight between Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson is over. And um, yeah, that would be my best, best choice for Conor McGregor. 
and I'm very interested in what will be next for the notorious one in his comeback time now. So, but obviously, this was not the only fight that we had at UFC 246. We had way, way more uh, fights on the card. The co-main event, it was not quite a super fight to watch for us viewers. Um, strategically, it was really well done. Holly Holm defeated Raquel Pennington um, in a women's bantamweight bout. She was the favorite, but she was winning the fight with a, having a clear strategy with um, uh, bringing Raquel Pennington to the fence and clinching with her. So Raquel Pennington wasn't able to show her boxing skills and the referee also did not separate the two ladies. So Holly Holm was clearly winning the fight via decision. But yeah, it was not really a good fight to watch for us fight fans. But I'm still interested in what will be next for Holly Holm. As she is still a top women's bantamweight contender. And um, well, yeah, she lost to Amanda Nunes, the GOAT in female MMA. But we will see. There are a lot of good options for Holly Holm. We also had a stunning heavyweight bout, guys, between Alexei Olenek and Maurice Green. Maurice Green was coming into this fight as a favorite, as a minus, minus I guess it was 140 favorite. And uh, yeah, it was a super interesting fight because Alexei Olenek obviously is very, very good on the ground. And um, he also took Maurice... Maurice Green down in the first round and he had him in a in a very good choke position where he normally chokes out a lot of other heavyweights but Maurice Green did not tap out for one and a half minutes minutes guys Alexia Linick had him in, in this choke position and Maurice Green he just he just didn't tap for one and a half minutes so Alexia Linick was super super tired his arms were super super tired after the first round and um yeah, I was really surprised because obviously both uh, both guys were tired after this submission um, try by Alexei Olenek. But in the second round, Alexei took him down again and um, put him in a submission hold again. And this time he finished Maurice Green. He wasn't able to get out of this um, of this uh, of this submission again. So, wow, well done by Alexei Olenek, who is now. I guess it was 58 wins in the UFC. Incredible how long for he's competing already. The boa constrictor Alexei Olenek is back. Um, yeah, we will see how he how long he still will, uh, will compete, and also what is next for Maurice Green, as he's a, a top contender also because he beat um, I guess it was uh, yeah Alistair Overeem um, with a great performance. He took him to the ground and finished him with heavy, heavy, great, great uh, ground and pound. Opened up, up some cuts on the face of Alistair Overeem. So things didn't go his way this weekend, but we'll see if he can get back on track. Then we had a bantamweight bout moved to the main card because another women's bout um, didn't happen because Alexa Grosso didn't make weight. So we saw Brian Callagher. In a bantamweight uh, bout versus Odie Osborne. Odie Osborne also a rising talent in the UFC. He came out fast, athletic, strong. And has a great striking. Tried to strike with Brian Callagher. Where he would have the huge, huge advantage. But Brian was able to take him down. As he, see, uh, as he saw that 
he's pretty much chanceless in a striking fight with Odie Osborne. So Brian Kelliger took him down in a guillotine choke and um, yeah, submitted Odie Osborne in the first round as Osborne didn't have a chance to get out of that tight, tight guillotine. And great performance for Brian Kelliger, who needed this win in order to still compete at the UFC and get a new contract. That's what he said in the interview after the fight. So well done, Brian Kelliger. But the most interesting fight um, I was looking forward to was Anthony Showtime Pettis, a guy who I really like and appreciate, versus a rising star in the lightweight division in Diego Ferreira. And I would have betted my money on Anthony Pettis because he's just really good, the formal lightweight champion. And um, But wow, the favorite, Diego Ferreira, just put so much pressure on Anthony Pettis. He was striking with him pressing him to the fence and um, was able to take him down um, sometimes and then finished him on the ground um, with a with a rear naked choke type of submission. And um, yeah, well done by Diego Ferreira. He's definitely a guy we have to look to in the future. He will be a top lightweight contender, I'm pretty sure, guys. If you haven't heard his name, make sure to, to remember Diego Ferreira. I'm pretty sure he's going to make his way towards the top in the lightweight division of the UFC. So yeah, UFC 246 was amazing, guys. Conor McGregor is back. But now let's have a look at the upcoming UFC event, the UFC Fight Night in Rayleigh. With the main event in the heavyweight division, Curtis Razorblades versus Junior Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos, another legend in this sport. He can strike, he can grapple, he can finish you everywhere. So he's super dangerous. Ranked at number four in the heavyweight division. And he's taking on Curtis Razor Blades. A very, very dangerous guy. He also recently finished Alistair Overeem with huge pounds and huge, huge, huge ground and pound. So this will be a super interesting bout. People are saying Curtis Blades is probably the best grappler in the heavyweight division of the UFC so I'm very interested in how he can compete against Junior Dos Santos. Then the co-main event is the fight I'm looking forward to most. Rafael Dos Anjos, a very very dangerous guy. He's good everywhere. He can strike with you. He can submit you. His submission game is so dangerous and he's taking on another um, ground specialist, a submission artist, Michael Chiesa. This will be a very interesting welterweight bout, in my opinion. Then we see a flyweight bout between Jordan Espinosa and Alex Perez. And we have a women's strawweight bout, Hannah Sifers versus Angela Hill. And the opener of the card, Jamaha Hill versus Darko Stosic. So this will be the UFC fight night in Rayleigh taking place this weekend. And um, yeah, let's see how this fight night will play out and um, I'm very happy guys to be back to be back in the in, in the podcast the weekly UFC show with you I hope you guys um, outlasted the long break and now we're back thank you for listening again guys I hope you are still with me every week um, as we talk about all the UFC events that take place so Thank you for joining me today, guys. Stay interested in the UFC. And um, I will be back next week when we have a review of the UFC Fight Night in Rayleigh. And we will preview UFC 247, where John Jones will 
put his light heavyweight belt on the line versus a very dangerous guy in Dominic Reyes. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope um, I can talk to you next week and um, stay safe, stay interested in the UFC and take care guys. Thanks for listening.